listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Thursday show for you. We are going to talk about Temptation Island last night. We're also going to talk about the Big D, more Taylor Swift talk. I'm in awe of what she's doing. We're going to talk about a song that was stuck in everybody's head for years And now there's a crazy conspiracy theory going on about it. We're also going to dive a little bit into Meta releasing Threads last night as that app. I'm kind of digging it, although I have some questions. We'll get to all that momentarily. Now, I want to start off by saying, you know what we won't be talking about today And that has anything to do with charities season, especially what goes down in New Orleans. I've gone over that three days in a row. I've laid out there everything that I know, and there's nothing really more to add. You'll know in three weeks that I'm right. We move on. So I do want to address something that I just said yesterday in regards to Celebrity Jeopardy. I talked about that the last probably five minutes of yesterday's podcast. A lot of you came to me and said that aired last December. I assumed it was a repeat because I know that Celebrity Jeopardy right now, there aren't any new episodes going on. I assumed it was old. My whole point was I had never seen it, and I was just shocked at how easy the questions were. I mean, easy, easy. I told you that one category, the sports category they had, Golden State Warriors, was about the easiest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And yes, I understand I'm a basketball fan and NBA fan. If the category was, I don't know, Downton Abbey and every clue was a picture of one of the characters, I'd go over five because I've never seen the show. But I'd say that the Golden State Warriors and pictures of Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and just identifying who these people are, I'd say that's a little easier than they're a little more well-known than the cast of Downton Abbey. I don't know why I chose that show. I think that was actually one of the answers on Celebrity Jeopardy the other night. That's why it came to my head. But, you know, it's kind of my whole deal with uh, trivia. Like people that hold trivia contests and who's good at trivia. It's like, yeah, there's some trivia that I know that I know point zero 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 one percent of you know. And I can narrow it down to the 1988 Los Angeles Dodgers. Um. Season six of Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, all the 80s movies that I'm in love with, Back to the Future, Karate Kid, Ferris Bueller's. Like if you ask me trivia questions surrounding any of those topics, I'd probably know the answer to everything. But if you ask me a trivia question to Forrest Gump, considering I've never seen it from beginning to end, would probably miss a lot of them. And people are like, well, how do you not know? How do you not know this? Or how do you not know that? That's easy. Well, it's easy because you know the topic. Clearly, if you ask somebody a trivia question about a topic they know, of course it's easy to them. Just like the Golden State Warriors was easy to me. It's just it's the same concept. So it's why I've just never been a fan of of trivia in general. Because I think it's just it's I don't think it's sh- I don't really think it shows much and especially when it comes to Jeopardy. We know these people and the contestants that go on Jeopardy have been watching the show for years. They study books, they study all past questions that have been asked. Yeah, I I mean it's impressive. You still have to have a great memory. 
But there's no way somebody can just know all that stuff. All the people that are dominating that show, the Ken Jennings of the world, the James Holzhauers of the world, there's certain people, right, that just have a great memory and have just studied the game for a long time. You just don't go into that show blind and hope you know, you know, 1920s literature or something like that, right? They've all studied books on the show. I got to believe that. Or do they really have, like, geniuses? that appear on that show who aren't historians when it comes to Jeopardy and just know a bunch of shit. Seems like it would be the former rather than the latter. All right, let's get started talking a little Temptation Island last night. We're starting to see hookups. Off the top of my head, I've already forgotten everybody that hooked up. Uh, Let's see. Gosh. Who was making out? Well, it's clear that Hall is forming a connection with Michaela and pretty much already said as much that I, I don't he didn't say he's done with Caitlin, but it seems like he is. Roberto said at the bonfire. Yeah, this place has showed me that um, I'm pretty much with the wrong woman. <laughs> it just, I'm like, okay, this is getting, uh, this is getting a little crazy here because it was. I mean, Roberto just, you know, kind of just threw it out there, like, hey, now, you know, I'm, I'm now seeing how bad of a match we are. Talking about Vanessa, that's not good. Last time I checked, right? Come to the island with a girlfriend, and at the very first bonfire, you're like, yeah, man, what a bad match I am with her. Can they recover from that, especially with Vanessa's temper? I can't imagine, but jeesh. The party was interesting. They put paint on themselves. They put whipped cream on the women, and they licked it out of their butt crack. You know... Through the annals of history, when men and women were courting each other, one of the absolute guarantees in this world is if you lick whipped cream out of a woman's butt crack, that's true love. It's also probably a fungus you're going to get in your mouth. But it's still true love. So congratulations to whoever did that last night. I think it was great, wasn't it? Was it great doing that or was it Roberto? I know it wasn't Hall. And I don't think it was Christopher because Christopher doesn't seem to like anybody there. That was an interesting fight that they had in the pool. Christopher and Abby kind of going at it where Christopher is just like, hey, you're just mad because I don't like you. And she's like, no, you're just mad that not every girl here wants you. So I don't know who's right in that, but at the end of the show, it looks like Chris started to form a connection. We know that, um, not Jaquez, I'm thinking of Jaquez Rogers from the Oregon State football from years ago. Uh, I'm forgetting his name, but... He's the one that made out with uh, with Star. Wait, that's their name? Star? What am I talking Star? Paris. I'm, like, <sighs> I'm losing my mind. 
the one she went on a date with. She made out with him and then basically ended the episode where they were going to go sleep together in the same room. And we saw some of it and them making out in bed. So that was one of them. Hall hasn't kissed Michaela just yet. Roberto, yeah, Roberto started kissing somebody, and I'm forgetting who. I I, I can picture her name. I should have written it down. I can picture her, Marissa? I could be wrong. And then at the end of the episode, we see that Christopher was actually connecting with somebody whose, uh, whose name I forgot as well. Nothing on the women's side yet, right? Caitlin hasn't gotten with anybody. Vanessa hasn't gotten with anybody. Maricela hasn't gotten with anybody. Well, I yeah, Paris did. So that's the one. But I have a feeling this is going to get crazy and crazy soon to where they're all going to be hooking up with each other. I This is... I mean, Christopher seems to think that he's leaving with his girlfriend. He told everybody that, but he said it in a fit of rage at the pool when everyone was turning against him, so it makes sense for him to say that. And then by the end of the episode, he's kind of vibing with somebody else. So I don't know if I really believe Christopher when he says, oh, I'm leaving here with my girlfriend. What if your girlfriend doesn't want to leave there with you? There's two people in the relationship, in case you forgot, Christopher. So we'll see what happens with him, but I'm not so sure that I said it after the first episode. I still don't think any couple's making it. And I'm talking about when they get to the final bonfire. I think every couple is breaking up. But to predict who's going to leave with who, I think there's still way too much time left. And then you got three timelines. You've got what happened that final day of filming at final bonfire, and then what happened a couple months later when they filmed the reunion show, and then what's happening now. So... There's a lot of stuff. We might see something happen at the bonfire that changes by the time they film the reunion. That's changed now in real life. We just won't know. So it's going to be quite an interesting end of the season. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As for the Big D last night, we got Joe, a new single, coming on the show. We had David and Angelique developing something. We'll see how serious it is. He went on a date with Dee Dee, and they barely showed any of it. They showed the zip lining part, but they didn't show them at all after the date. They focused on Casey and Takur, and Takur... Finally, he seemed like he wasn't drunk. However, I was notified yesterday about Takur. 
And <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but Takur has an Instagram page if you want to go check it out. If you do, let me forewarn you. Just remember, this season of The Big D was filmed in March of 2021. It has been two and a half years since they filmed this show. So what we're seeing now happened two and a half years ago. Just keep that in mind when you go to Takur's Instagram page. It's T-H-A-K-U-R. I forget his last name off the top of my head, but just type in Takur. Not many people on Instagram have that name. T-H-A-K-U-R. And you're going to get a surprise. (laughs) Because I was surprised when I saw that. What else happened on the Big D? Devin met with Dr. Jada because he wanted to talk about his anger issues. I thought that was a good conversation. Devin and Alexis clearly are going to be one of the final couples on this show that get voted on to win the $50,000 prize. There's no doubt in anybody's mind unless they have a complete meltdown. But I don't see Devin going for anybody else. I don't see Alexis going for anybody else. This is them deciding, let's see if we can make this work. And maybe they'll dive into more about the relationship and why they broke up. I know her parents, her mother got involved a lot in their relationship. Is that what we heard early on? That could be a thing, and maybe that gets resolved or at least fixed, whatever the case may be. But I think that this is a twosome that clearly is getting to the end. It's very possible, seeing the previews for next week with David and Angelique finally making out and sharing a bed together, that they are two people that might be the winning couple and people vote on at the end, unless this is a quick fling. Who knows? looks like they're really into each other. However, the previews for next week showed what I thought was coming at some point this season where everybody that gets on that show, their ex is with them at some point. Next week, we get Dean's ex-wife. Next week, we also get Angelique's ex-husband. So the only one there who hasn't had their ex show up yet would be Joe, who just arrived last night. So I expect Joe at some point to have her ex show up as well. It just seems like that's the way this show is going. But, man, Dean's wife, just by that clip, she is all effing business. She's not taking any prison. She's taking... No prisoners whatsoever. It sounds like she's coming back to get Dean. And I don't remember. I know he talked about it last night. I must have zoned out. But I don't remember why Dean said they got divorced. So maybe they'll dive into that more next week. But she is coming in all guns blazing. That's for sure. And oh yeah, ho-hum, Taylor Swift added 14 more dates to her international tour. Are you fucking kidding me? I've lost track of how many times she's added dates to this thing. So just looking at it, I thought her original post and her original, hey, these are my international dates, I thought that was close to 50. But now, when she posted it yesterday and had the the word new next to 14 new additions... It's three rows of 16, so that's 48 international dates. Starts in uh, September of this year, 
Wait a second. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the UK-Europe international tour in 2024. So this is 48 dates for 2024. Ah, I knew that there was something off with this. So 2024, she's got, my gosh. And this is only from May of 2024 to August of 2024. She's got 48 dates from May 9th through August 17th? May, June, July. She's got 48 dates in four months. Shit. The European tour is going to be bigger than the U.S. tour. Because our U.S. tour is basically, I think, 55, 52 or 55 dates in six months. I'm just looking at 2024 from May to August. And we know there are dates in February, March, and April. December and January is is her two months off, but she's starting in August of this year. This is incredible. Now I need to go find the dates for August through uh, April. August of 23 to April of 2024. Because what I'm looking at is six rows, or three rows of 16 dates each, starting May 9th and ending August 17th. May 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. May 17th, 18th, 19th, 24th, 25th, 30th. And then June 2nd, 3rd, 7th, 8th, 9th, June 13th, 14th, 15th, June 18th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 28th, 29th, 30th, July 4th, 5th, 6th, 9th, 10th, 13th, 14th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 23rd, 24th, 27th, 28th, and then August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 8th, 9th, 10th, 15th, 16th, 17th. That's the 48 dates. I didn't read the cities because it would have taken me forever, but oh, this is this is unreal. She's going to end up doing 150 shows, one billion dollar tour, it's fucking two billion dollars. You all remember the song "Friday, Friday, Getting Down on Friday," one of the greatest songs ever released in the history of music, because in 2011. It was everybody's bop. Rebecca Black, who was picked out of obscurity, had the song written for her, and all she did was voice it. Anyway, there is a conspiracy theory going around right now that the lyrics to Friday, which were probably the most simple lyrics ever written for a music song ever, there's now a conspiracy theory going around that the lyrics are secretly about John F. Kennedy's assassination. Listen to how they broke this down. The driver of the car he was assassinated in's name was Samuel Kicken. Kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. This is what the user who came up with this conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory said. The assassination occurred on a Friday. And when he was shot, the Secret Service yelled at Jackie Kennedy to get down. Got to get down on Friday. (laughs) Okay. Then the story goes on to say, yes, it's true. Kennedy did get assassinated on a Friday. However, the driver was not named Samuel Kicken. It was U.S. Secret Service agent William Greer. 
Then this conspiracy theorist went on to say they believe the song's lyrics went beyond Kennedy's death and referenced the Cold War and the spread of communism. They highlighted Black's lyric, Everybody's Russian, which they interpreted to be Everybody's Russian as evidence to their claim. And if that wasn't enough, they also said that JFK ate a bowl of bran flakes for breakfast that morning, a surefire reference to Black's line, gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal. <laughs> Let me tell you something. In the words of L.A. Knight, let me talk to you. I'm telling you, there is zero fucking chance the lyrics to Friday have anything to do with JFK's assassination or the Cold War. Are you kidding me? Does someone have this much time on their hands to actually think that this was real? I mean, seriously, you've actually read the lyrics to Friday, right? I'm sure you've sang the song. I don't remember it from 2011 and still know all the words, but 7 a.m. waking up in the morning, got to be fresh, got to go downstairs, got to have my bowl, got to have cereal, seeing everything. The time is going, ticking on and on. Everybody's rushing, got to get down to the bus stop, got to catch my bus, got to see my friends kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. Got to make my mind up. Which seat can I take? It's Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Yeah, I'm really thinking about JFK in this song. Party and party and yeah, party and party and yeah, fun, 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 fun. There's a song with the lyrics, fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> it's, I mean, and the best part. The best part was the yesterday was Thursday, Thursday. Today is Friday, Friday. We, we, we so excited. We so excited. We gonna have a ball today. Tomorrow is Saturday and Sunday comes afterwards. I don't want this weekend to end. (laughs) JFK. Okay. Yeah, there's some mixed message in here about the Cold War. (laughs) Do me a favor. Go on Apple Music and listen to that song today. First off, try and do it without a giant grin on your face, because you can't. Might be one of the top three songs ever made. (laughs) Secondly, tell me if JFK's assassination of the Cold War ever creep into your mind while listening to that song. Unreal. And finally, last night, Meta released Threads. It's a new app. It's basically Instagram's version of Twitter because Elon Musk has absolutely made an abomination out of Twitter. I'm on it. Follow me, at Reality Steve. Basically, everything transfers over. If you have a Twitter account, all you got to do is go into the App Store and download Threads. And looks like the same thing. The characters allow you, I think, to do 500 characters per Tweet, thread, it's called threading, basically. Instead of tweeting, you're threading. And it's basically the same exact thing. Now, here's what I don't understand about it. I can see how many followers I have, 
it doesn't give me a list of my followers unless I go into something different, like on the main page of my, just like if you go on the main page of my Twitter, you see how many posts I've made, how many people I'm following, how many people are following me. When I go on my page of threads, I see I have, as of right now, 2,435 followers. And I can see my one thread that I made yesterday. I was just typing a bunch of letters to see what the uh, what the count was, the character limit. And apparently it's 500. But I can't see who I'm following unless when I go when I go to my I have to go to a different page. And then you have your feed, just like you have your Twitter feed. I have my feed, but I'm seeing a bunch of things on my feed of people I don't follow. So on Twitter, the only thing that's showing the only things that are showing up on my feed are the people that I follow and what they tweet. What how can I change it to where Well, let me add uh let me add Bachelorette ABC. Oh, I already am following them. So they are showing up on my feed. But um Liz Kelly, I'm sure you're a great woman. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you're showing up on my feed. <laughs> Sorry. I don't understand it. I, I And maybe this is a thing where it hasn't been fixed yet, and they're just giving you the people you follow and maybe you know suggestions of people that they follow. But, yeah, I, there, are, there are things in my feed that I am not following these people, so I don't know why they are showing up in my feed. Real Larry Lawton. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why I'm seeing videos that you posted. But it does look like it's chronological. But I, I just, that's the one thing I don't understand yet is I can see my, fo- oh, I can't even really see my followers. Um, hmm. Spicy V is following me. I don't know who that is. Oh, Big Brother Canada house guest. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Probably take a few days. But, I mean, so far so good. I like it so far. I actually do. I'm, you know, when I tweet out my podcasts in the morning and when I tweet out my and my, and my Instagram stories, I'm just going to add threads to it. That's the only way to build it. Just so now you're going to have... You're going to be notified three different times when my podcast is up and when my columns are up on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So look for that. Follow me on threads at Reality Steve. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me in Apple Podcasts. And in two hours, we're going old school. William Holman from Ashley Hebert's season, season seven of The Bachelorette, joins me for this week's weekly podcast. And man... The last 10 to 15 minutes of the podcast really took a turn that I had no idea was coming. So I think you're going to have a lot of fun for the first 45 minutes listening to going down memory lane, talking about it and talking about his season. And then the last 15 minutes get really interesting. And I'm glad he talked about it and I'm glad he shared it. So check that out in a couple hours. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!